and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is Marshall Brook. You can call me Beer Buddy. Hey, he's my beer buddy. This is a music discovery podcast where each week Marshall and I take a theme and we create a uh, playlist of music uh, catered around that theme. Uh, this week, of course, is uh, Plob Plo- Wart 3. Plo- the Plolinen. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not one of your songs, Zach. <laughs> we got a bunch of great segments, uh, but before we get started, Marshall, have you ever been harassed by security? I've been harassed by a cop. I've never yeah. been harassed by security before, though. Yeah, the cops, the security guards of America. <laughs> That's a terrible take. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been? I, I I can tell the story about getting harassed by a cop. It's not very funny though. It just kind of was a terrible experience that left me with oh, a little yeah. bit of trauma. No, uh, we got it when when you said cop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But what about you? Have you ever been harassed by a security guard? Like I've definitely like yeah, I I, I have one I have one story w- where like something like that happened to me, and pretty much uh, me and my buddy Michael uh, we were under twenty one, but we went to a sleazy club that was like eighteen and up past like two a.m. I bet I know which club it is, and I don't yeah. know if I should say it out loud. Uh, you can say it. I bet you it's the Lizard Lounge, isn't it? No, it was Insomnia. Oh, oh, same thing. They're like across the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> I think. I don't know. It was just some, it was a, a strip club that just like, you know, <laughs> afterwards, like. They're not close to each other. I got Yeah. Me. Anyways, anyways, yeah, yeah, continue, yeah. continue. Uh, that so, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is me and my buddy, Michael, we were going to these places because um, I, you know, for me, I was just like, I'm just looking for anything to happen. If that's drugs or, or, or sex with some person, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm like wearing like cargo shorts in there. Yeah. Like it's not a good look. I didn't have a good look back then. Uh, but you we, look great now, Zach. Though, uh, thank you. By the way, uh, but we <laughs> we like walk up these stairs. So it's like we go into the club. We just kind of hang out for a little bit, listen to some music, and then we go. Oh, let's see what's upstairs. So we go upstairs, and to the right of us, there's like a roped off area. Now, bear in mind, we just got there, right? Yeah. Like we've been there all of like two minutes, maybe. And so we just look upstairs and we're like, oh, there's some stuff going on. And then all of a sudden we look over and this guy is in a blazer behind the roped off area. And he's like talking to the security guard and he goes, and these two guys right here, they've been trying to come back here this whole night and steal (laughs) drinks. And like, like I just look at him and I go, man, I don't know what he's talking about, but if this gets me out of this situation, I'll just go back downstairs. Like that's cool with me, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, I'm not- <laughs> and so, luckily, the security I'm not guy, some are- fancy boy, who yeah. gets behind the velvet barricade. The the security guard kind of like at first was like, yo, like y'all gotta leave, and I was like, yeah, no worries, man. Like you know, no. But then like. 10 minutes later, he found me again downstairs and he goes, Hey man, just want to apologize for that. Like, uh, we found out that wasn't you guys. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, no worries. You're like, I knew it wasn't, which is why I wasn't being like aggro. Yeah. I was just like, Oh yeah, no, like I'll just stop. It, what's funny. <laughs> I'll is stop like, what I, I wasn't already doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was so confused by. I was just like, man, we just got here, you know? But like, uh, <laughs> one thing I, you know, uh, about that night though, you know, it's like, I was looking for a new experience, maybe getting my, my ass kicked for something I didn't do. That's oh. a new experience. You know, you gotta say yes to life. You know, 
I, I uh, on second take, I've never been harassed by a security guard. Right. But at my last apartment, my really shitty apartment, mm-hmm. I did live above a security guard. Oh, shit. And he was kind of psycho. Hey. So I was never harassed by him. I actually, he liked me. He thought I was cool, mm-hmm. which was nice because because yeah. uh, I didn't have to deal with his madness. But I have seen a security guard uh, uh, off duty. All of this is off duty. He's at home, right? Sure. Uh, 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 not that if he was on duty, this would be okay. But I've seen him like wave a gun in the parking lot because some dude was sitting on his car. Hey. Uh, he did. He drove a, a charger, like a nice charger. Oh, sure. Um, and this guy was. I don't. I have no. I was playing. Uh, 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 maybe League of. I was playing some video game with some of my friends. Yeah. And and the round ended, and I just hear yelling outside, and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm gonna take off my headphones real quick and peek out of my blinds, see mm. what's going on here. Yeah. And yeah. And then and then it's a security guard with a gun over his head, brandishing, <laughs> yelling at a guy sitting on his car. He's like, Get off my car! And the guy's like. I'm not going to, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? And I'm just like, oh no. And I was like, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to skip around because I just need to, I just need to make sure this doesn't resolve really, really poorly. Yeah. Hey guys, I got to go like be a witness to a murder real quick. (laughs) I'm going to be AFK for like 10 minutes. Yeah. 15, 20. Uh, (laughs) If you want to start around, go ahead. If you want to like eat a sandwich real quick or something, like now's the perfect time. Um, (laughs) I'm going on Facebook Live right now, guys, if you guys want to jump on that stream. <laughs> Check out my telegram. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I got a periscope. Uh, oh, so, yeah, no, never harassed, but definitely, like, I have been, I guess, in weird situations with an off-duty security guard, which is an entirely different situation entirely, but also right. weird. But also, yeah. <laughs> and, like, don't get me wrong, I know, uh, I have a buddy, another stand-up buddy, who's, like, a security guard, and, you know, he's a very funny comic, uh, but, is you know, he's super nice firearms? guy. No, super nice guy. <laughs> okay, okay, see? Okay, yeah. sample size of two, yeah. and now it's only half of them that are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're a security guard and you're listening to this podcast, shoot us a tweet. <laughs> yeah, just don't actually shoot us. <laughs> uh, uh, we have fun. Well, Marshall, uh, uh, before we get into our first segment, uh, what kind of beer are you drinking? I'm drinking a big beer today. Big I'm drinking beer. A beer. It's it's honestly about the same length and like circumference as my forearm, which mm-hmm. means I'm a small boy who doesn't exercise. Yeah. Um, but it is a big old tall boy of Budweiser. Cherry red and king of the beers. Yeah, it's ripe. It's ripe. Yeah, fresh off the tree. Yeah, it's in season. We uh, we just moved to a new house. Yeah, and there's a uh, Budweiser tree in the backyard, which is good because uh, uh, we wanted less variety of beers on our show. Yeah, so. we don't have uh, walls in most of the rooms, uh, but we have a Budweiser tree um. in the. Uh- in the foyer. Yeah, in the foyer. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of just the roots are... Uh, we have, a, like, a, a tiny goblin that, like, tends to it. Yeah, his name's uh, Chauncey. Chauncey. He wears a little tuxedo. <laughs> He's a very fancy goblin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chauncey the fancy goblin. <laughs> oh, man. We'll tweet a picture. <laughs> what kind of beer are you drinking, Zach? Well, Marshall... Oh, um, doofa Well, Marshall, um, as you mentioned, we have moved. <laughs> I I am very, very poor. Uh, I am right now sitting at a negative dollar amount. Uh, you know, but that's just how things shook out. I'm about I'm a I'm a bounce back baby. You know me. You know me. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna get all this uh, paper. 
They and, call uh, this man basketball because the way he bounces back. <laughs> <laughs> Good old basketball web. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spud Web. He he played basketball. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm I'm very poor at this moment, and uh, I decided to go with the uh, one dollar lower beer. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, is it? Well, it's uh, Steel Reserve, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, is that two one one? Or is uh, that uh, uh, two four? It's uh, it's 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 you're you're drinking Steel Reserve two eleven, two eleven. Um, you're disappointing me greatly right now, Zach. I thought you were more punk rock. I thought you would know all the words on the outside of your malt liquor can. No, honestly, <laughs> honestly, Marshall, I haven't drank like I drink a lot of shitty beer. I don't drink a whole lot of malt liquor. So we should have swapped. I should have bought the the malt liquor. Is what you're saying? You have money. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I bought both beers. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Do you see the distinction here, Marshall? I got you. You're wallowing in it. Yeah, exactly. You're wallowing in it. Well, I got you. This steel reserve is emblematic of the grime and the muck and the 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 the, the, the squalor uh, that is your wallet. Now, I'm gonna say, uh, you know, not that bad. I feel like I've had steel reserve before. Uh, I feel like you have. They were. Uh, but it's been a minute. Like, my brothers, like, whenever they first became 21, they would buy 40s. Like, yeah. Just like, just like, oh, yeah, buying a 40. I think 40s are really funny. I drink 40s, like, a couple times a year, not because they're good. Not, I, I think yeah. they're so funny. I have a. They're so funny. Uh, one of my most favored pictures on my phone uh, <laughs> is a picture of you when you and I first lived together. And I think I think it was your birthday. It was my birthday. My was, cousin David came over. Yeah, uh, uh, David, listener to the pod, shout out, uh, came over, and Marshall was like, "Yeah, I'm doing Edward Forty hands," and uh, I just have a great picture of you as I'm sitting on the couch and you're dancing with two forties just duct taped to your hand. Text me a picture of it, Zach, and I'll tweet it on the pods feed um, yeah. um but then if i look at it and decide that that's too embarrassing just delete this part off the show it's not as embarrassing i have some more embarrassing pictures of you i believe that yeah <laughs> and you are conscious for like three of them and the rest yeah <laughs> i'll never tell i'm just kidding we have an only fans account if you guys can subscribe <laughs> We don't do Patreon here. No, 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 no. We uh, we give you the full Monty if you're giving yeah. uh, any dollars towards you us. You give me a buck, you can see my butthole. That's my logic. So, Marshall, you and I have created this episode of this podcast. Yes. And uh, it is entitled Paul Blart Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a uh, episode that is we are expanding the canon of Paul Blart. But you and I... Have never seen Paul Blart. Yeah, we've each we talked about it, it. We talked about it like a little bit this week, which is funny because like we've known about this one for several weeks, and it wasn't oh, until yeah. it wasn't until the week of the recording mm-hmm. that <laughs> it wasn't until the week of the recording that we actually sat down and had the conversation of yeah, I've never seen these movies. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've both seen. I yeah. think you used to. Uh, what, what, yeah, what so, was your shtick? So I used to work at Studio Movie Grill. And I remember Paul Blart 2 coming uh, out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with, with like any sort of like job where you work at a movie theater, especially if it's one of those like movie taverns or Alamo Draft House sort of things. I was I was just a food runner. So I would just run food in mm-hmm. and out of the theaters and like clean up and stuff like that. So I would just like watch like. 30 to mm-hmm. 30 seconds to a minute and a half of like a movie 
like and and that happens while i'm dropping stuff off to other movies you know so it's like uh so i would see like snippets of it mm. and i and i think i've seen like five minutes on like some hotel tell uh television yeah, like cable yeah of the second movie but beyond that like i i know i know it's like funny cop movie or funny mall cop movie like i i saw observe <laughs> and report instead of seeing paul blart uh i remember when that one came out yeah because i remember seeing it and being like this sure looks like a paul blart alternative yeah no it's the r-rated and it paul was that, blart and it was that, it was it was in that same like time frame. It was in the yes. same zeitgeist. No, right? they were, like, they they came out. I want to say like like months apart from each other. I remember that. I uh, uh I had seen. I believe it was also Paul Blart too. Mm-hmm. Um, but only chunks of it. I was on a charter bus going somewhere. I'm assuming six to eight months, probably after you had seen chunks of it, because uh, mm-hmm. it was on DVD as the in drive movie. Yeah. Um, at like eleven thirty or midnight. <laughs> um, so I was in and out, um, but I would wake up and and and, and see Paul, uh, Paul see, Blart. see Kevin, uh, uh, what's his name? James. Yeah, see Kevin James filling the monitor and just immediately slam my eyes shut and say, please, please give me the sweet release of sleep, please. <laughs> oh God, if you're real, please take me into your sweet embrace. Um, and then and then I'd wake up again a little bit later and yeah. it happen again. So I, I don't have much context for these. Yeah, so, and I like to think part of it is you were dreaming. Uh, <laughs> Just having, like, weird in weird. and out of, like, nightmares. Yeah, of how this movie's going. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so neither of us have seen it. But I think we should uh, uh, tr- uh, do a, a segment we've done before called Finish That Film. Yep. Now, you and I have both looked up the uh, endings to one of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I looked up the, the ending to the first one. You looked up the ending to the second one. Uh, and now uh, we're each going to guess how the, the, the movies end. All right. Let, so I, do I go first since you did the first one? Are yeah, we doing? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so. Do you need any sort of explanation? Well, any no. Sort so of I think I think I think the idea is is well. I say the idea. My my yeah. thoughts here are are I'm pretty sure I've got a grip on what is probably the big issue in the movie, and I sure. think I'm going to expand upon that. Okay, cool. But, um, but if if you guys are like us and you don't know what the fuck Paul Blart is, uh, uh, shocking. Uh, <laughs> But if you don't know, it's a it's a Kevin James oh. movie where he is a uh, a cop in a uh, in a mall. Uh, and, you know that's why they put mall cop. Segway's a big part of the advertising. Yeah, he's always on a Segway because you see mall cops on Segways, and he's just uh, kind of a portly gentleman, but he's got a lot of energy, you know. <laughs> but he doesn't have as much charm, so it's not like Chris Farley level right. of like really good. It's just like ah, I mean, it's an attempt. Um, but yeah, so so he is just the mall security guard. And he's trying it's, to trying to be a cop in the beginning of the first one. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just like, I gotta move on up to the big leagues, you know? Uh, so But how does how does Paul Blart one end, Mark? So I assume that there is some kind of heist. And I don't know whether it's some teenagers trying to steal some hats from lids. Sure. Or whether it's like a proper diamond heist at those overpriced jewelry stores in the mall. Yeah. But I'm assuming there's some kind of heist that happens. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens at the end is by a series of like foibles and fails, Paul stumbles his way into the room right when they're about to exit the mall. And he kind of like plops down in front of them and says, gotcha. Gotcha. 
And then the real <laughs> cops show up and actually arrest the perpetrators. Um, I, I mean, you're kind, you're kind of you're you're on it with the heist. Okay. So pretty much what happens is like. <laughs> Paul Blart has a love interest who works at a kiosk. Uh, there is a group of like bank robbers who are robbing also this mall, or there's a bank in the mall, I guess. Mall bank, uh, yeah. Yeah, so so they got a bank inside their mall. Uh, they're trying to, uh, uh, they like go in there like right before Black Friday or whatever to like, uh, uh, you know, just steal the money. And they take a bunch of hostages. One of them is Paul Blart's love interest. Paul Blart uh. finds out about it because he shows back up at the mall and he's like, oh my God, something's going on. Calls the cops. The cops are like, we got it from here. But oh no, Paul Blart's daughter also gets kidnapped. How? Oh, she brings him food and then. <laughs> She doesn't know that there's a heist and a hostage situation. I want to be clear. I did not laugh because it's funny because he's fat. I laughed because of how ridiculous it is that to have your daughter bring you food in the middle of your work shift. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then get kidnapped by bank robbers at yeah. the mall. <laughs> it's it's a real it's a real Kirkland diehard. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's a like, real. <laughs> that's actually a very good way of putting it. Yeah, and so like uh, pretty much apparently what happens is uh, Paul Blart because his daughter is taken, uh, he goes you know crazy uh, commando and is able to get all of the hostages out. But it turns out that the the chief of police or, or one of the detectives. Uh, who was like, we got it from here. He was Paul Blart's bully back in the day, and apparently he's on the take and in it with the bank robbers. And then he tries to shoot Paul Blart, and then the apparently the chief of uh, mall security shoots the guy. He's not uh, even in charge of mall security? No, he's not. They say Chief Brooks in there, so I'm just oh. guessing... He's, they put like chief Brooks of mall security. So I was like, huh. he's not even the head guy here. Uh, and then uh, pretty much they offer him, uh, they offer Paul Blart uh, like, uh, hey, you want to be a cop now? And he's like, nah, I'm good. I've got this mall. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I care about this hot topic. Yeah. Oh, 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 I can't wait until we get to our playlist. I know, right? <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, we took a little bit different approach on insofar as how how the summation of this plot goes. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and and uh, uh, I can tell you, Paul Blart Two Vegas. is a movie yeah. where Kevin James is a mall cop, and also they're in Vegas. They're in Vegas. All right. Hit me with your ending of this movie where Paul Blart is in Vegas. <laughs> okay. Because that's the context I've got for you. So, so my... Oh, I forgot to mention the first one. They get married inside the mall. Um, oh. <laughs> I was like, that was another thing. Uh, but here's Paul Blart too. This is how this shit ends, right? Okay. All right, so Paul Blart, right? I just... Wait, wait. I just feel like... I just feel like... I feel like, like over the course of a hostage situation, you probably don't get to know someone well enough to tie the knot, especially if you weren't already together. Yeah. That's just an un. That just you're you're setting up for fa like that's a great jumping off point for a relationship. Yeah, but to get married, I, I anyways continue. I just <laughs> I just I just felt like that was that's the reason there's so many divorced boomers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, because of Kevin James. Because of Kevin fucking James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Paul Blart too. Paul, Paul Blart. I uh, uh, this is the climax scene of Paul Blart too. Uh, the bad guy or woman, because they're trying to be progressive in this one. It's a bad lady. So it's a boss ass bitch. Uh, but she's only revealed to be a boss ass bitch 
after some other, uh, you know, figurehead like dropped and it's like, oh, she's been running the thing the whole time and she's been running point on like the hotel or whatever the fuck the thing is. And she's trying to get away with like the big like briefcase full of money and like bearer bonds and shit. And so she gets on top of the roof where there's a helicopter waiting there and Kevin James takes his Segway and jumps off a, a ramp from a, a building next to it and then gets on there, throws the Segway in the blades of the helicopter. Segway, fine. Helicopter, fucked up. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Paul Blart's wife is also there, and then she uh, 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 like runs to go and, and help, and then Paul Blart has a gun, and he's pointing it at, at both of the ladies, and he just goes, I don't know which one's the real one. <laughs> it is between his wife and the criminal woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, say something about me that you know. <laughs> and then and then his wife's like, you never take out the trash. And he just shoots her right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Nagging bitch. <laughs> And then he drops the gun and goes to the villain of the movie and goes, I'm so glad this is now all over, sweetheart. <laughs> and and kids- she, no, 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 no. She's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, she, <laughs> she's behaving normally in this situation. <laughs> and it's weird because this was unscripted, Kevin. <laughs> He just, he just really, he just, he just really had a crush on the actor. He actually shot his wife. Yeah, that's how Paul Blart doing. So, okay, um, um, couple of questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the folks in the helicopter, did they die? And his yes. wife, did, yeah. they, did she die? Yes. Okay, then you're wrong. Fuck. Uh, I cannot. I cannot confirm or deny most of what you said having happened at the end of Paul Blart 2. <laughs> what I can do, what I can do is read out loud the last paragraph from the plot part of the Wikipedia page for Paul Blart 2. Hell yeah. Hit, hit, uh, hit uh, uh, so, uh, uh, after recovering, Paul is able to take down several of Vincent's thugs and gather intel on the group's intentions. Vincent. That could be a last name. That could be that could yeah, be sure. Susie Vincent. Sure. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong on that. I mean, it's not my place. Yeah, I mean Saint Vincent. Now here's where you kind of start to skew. Using non-lethal equipment from the convention, he is able. Uh, there's a convention. Oh. He's able to take out Vincent's crew. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Maya and Lana overhear Vincent adamantly refusing an oatmeal cookie due to a severe allergy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Is Paul blah. Blart gonna poison this guy? Paul Blart finishing off Vincent with an extremely forceful headbutt. Oh, so he rubs oatmeal-infused concealer on his face and then headbutts him. And then he convinces a female character to be with a male character, which is kind of weird that he's doing in the context of just headbutting this criminal. Yeah. Uh, and afterwards... <laughs> headbutts uh, bad guy. You know, he, you two should date. <laughs> he accepts... He, he says his daughter can go to UCLA... Giving her tuition, uh, and after he drops her off at UCLA, uh, he falls in love with a mounted police officer who uh, reciprocates his advances, but her horse reflexively kicks him into the side of a car. And that's the last sentence of the review. So I guess you it know ends, what's funny. I, I guess do it rem- ends. I, I I do remember that last shot. It ends. It ends with a horse kicking him into. It. So you're wrong. 
Because you did not say a horse kicked him into a car, Zach. What happened to his wife in the first one? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I think he murdered her when he thought that she was the bad guy. Oh. So I... <laughs> Well, Marshall, we, we now know what happens in Paul Blart 1 and 2. I think it's time for people to find out about Paul Blart 3. But for people who are just now listening to the show, explain how the show works. All right, folks, we're getting to the main segment of our show, and this is serious fucking business. So I need you to listen up so you don't get hurt. Oh, yeah. First thing that's going to happen here is Zach is going to say what his first song is, and then he's going to, with force and gusto... Tell me all about it, and tell me what that sequel to Paul Blart looks like. Marshall, He'll then the, the veins in your neck. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, sorry. He will then uh, <laughs> proceed by handing the reins over to me, and I will describe the next movie in the Paul Blart uh, film franchise until we each end up uh, saying five movies each, ten total, uh, for 12 total movies in the Paul Blart Mall Cop saga. So, uh, Zach, lead us off with this sick song. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, uh, my first one, uh, uh, my first song, uh, which is for uh, uh, Paul Blart 3, right back where we started from <laughs> by Maxine Nightingale. Uh, so this is like one of those prequel movies like uh in the way that like they made ace ventura one and two and then made like a uh, kid ace ventura yeah. so this is like one of those straight to dvd like this you know is like, like this videos. is like a uh, this would be paul blart origins if it was in the exactly X-Men universe. but it's called right back where we started from by maxine nightingale uh, uh, which is a great song. I love the song so much. It is a classic dis- uh, disco song. Uh, it is one of those uh, songs you hear at the end of movies where someone is having a wedding or a dance party. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's just super like for me. <laughs> I really love this song because it is a uh, first of all, it's super upbeat, super danceable, super just like catchy. But I mean, even the lyrics itself, uh, <laughs> it is trying to uh, uh, fight for love. If that makes any sense, yeah, fight for love with love you know where it's like you know it's hey, one of those songs that's like it's it's good vibes about good vibes for good vibes and yeah everyone's good you know it's it's one of those like hey like even though we have our issues even though we you know let's just get back to like where this all started from you know that like initial love and like mm-hmm. other stuff like that it's just a beautiful song i love it so much but my idea for <laughs> paul blart three right back where we started from is paul blart is a kid right and he is just, and I was thinking, I didn't know if we wanted to recast Kevin Smith as a child, you know, like, like, I have think a kid they wet play. hot American summer it. They yes. just put him in makeup, right? I was thinking that, they, they, or they, they tuck CGI him, into... him. Oh. Yeah. Like, so, but they don't, they don't, they don't get a kid in a morph suit. No. They get Kevin James in a morph suit. And then shrink and him then down. Shrink him. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. shrink him. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. But We're on the same, same page. Same proportions. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, so at the start of the Just film. Tiny body, really big head. Yeah. Like that the George Lopez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George Lopez, like, sort of CGI thing yeah. that they would do. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. So, like, uh, we, we CGI him. But at the beginning of the movie, he's a skinny kid, right? What? Yeah, so Paul Blart is a skinny kid, but he's still, like, you know, beaten up and, like, made fun of and all this other shit, right? He gets made Hall Monitor. So this is Paul Blart Hall Cop. Paul Blart Hall Cop? Oh, my God. So Paul Blart Hall Cop, (laughs) you know, you think it's like, oh, he's given this authority. He's going to be a great kid because now it... No, 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 no. It goes right to his fucking head, right? Hall Cop. God damn it. (laughs) 
It goes, sorry, it goes right to his fucking head. It goes just... right to his fucking head. Like, you know, he's being like an actual cop. Like, he's writing citations for, like, no fucking reason. <laughs> like, he's dirty as fuck. Like, he's taking the take from the kids who, like, the bullies who are beating up kids to take their, like, lunch or lunch money. He's getting a kickback for it. So oh, that, my God. And that's how he got fat. He's running the fucking Enterprise, and he yes. got fat off his spoils. Yes. So, his fucking corruption. So he's, he's a corrupt as fuck cop. And then, and then, uh, oh shit, the janitor got murdered in the hallway. Technically, that's his jurisdiction. <laughs> uh, according to him or the cops? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like cops. <laughs> He's a seven-year-old with a mustache. <laughs> How long are his cargo shorts? Uh, oh, I mean. Because, like, what year would this be? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, if that's it's a good like point. if it's like early '90s, this guy's got cargo shorts to his ankles, bro. Yeah, these are some <laughs> Janko cargos. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, so the rest of the movie is just a young Paul Blart uh, uh, going after this killer before he strikes again. I like. I I, I really want to like when I started writing this out, I was just like, oh, like a funny like kid movie. Ha ha. Then I was like, what if I just make it real fucking dark? <laughs> What if someone dies? What if someone dies? <laughs> Does he catch the murderer? Uh, you know, see, most of these I didn't write the ending for. Oh. Do you think he catches the murderer? No. And that's why he's, he's a not seven, a cop. He's a seven-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense, Zach. Yeah. Uh, but, but Marshall, uh, tell me all about your uh, first song for Paul Blart 4. Hello and welcome, everybody, to Paul Blart 4. Paul Blart Mall Cop 4. Return of the Jedi. By Interactive <laughs> Noise. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in this movie, uh, Disney has released the newest Star Wars installment. And it's post-COVID. So, like, the sweaty nerds are showing up thick for that midnight release. Yeah. But amongst these nerds lies a small group of ruffians intent on ruining the opening night for everyone who showed up. Fuck. The 7.5-minute EDM track plays during the climax of this film. Uh, when Paul Blart is chasing the kids through a smoke-filled laser tag arena. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at one point, the music drops out as Paul Blart tackles one of the kids to the ground. And the kid says, you're not my dad. He's not. And Paul Blart says, Luke, who's your daddy now? <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really long EDM track. Yeah. Um, it's, it's honestly really engaging. It's kind of funny. I'm not a huge Star Wars head. Yeah. But they have, uh, like, it starts off with, like, Darth Vader breathing. At first, I thought it was literally, uh, with it called Return of the Jedi, and then by interactive noise, I thought it was literally, like, an excerpt from the film. Oh, yeah. Um, but they just sampled a whole bunch of different, like, uh, uh, Darth Vader quotes from mm -hmm. the movie and kind of interspersed it throughout. Mm, nice. Um, it's really fun. Honestly, like, like, at work today, I was listening to it a bunch, and it was just, like, it's what got me through the day. Hell, uh, yeah. It's a super hype song. It's one of those EDM songs that, like... 
you feel that it's long because you're not on <laughs> Molly. <laughs> like, you feel that it's a long song. You know that it's a seven and a half minute long song, but you're not bored because of it. You know sure. what I mean? I was engaged engaging. throughout the whole yeah. thing. There's a great beat that kind of keeps the drive going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I really loved uh, uh, the idea of Kevin Spacey tackling a kid in a laser tag. Uh, <laughs> you mean Kevin James? Yeah. Because yeah. Kevin Spacey oh, ca- tackling a kid is way worse, Marshall. Way more problematic. <laughs> but way cheaper to get on <laughs> yeah is he booked <laughs> oh yeah no dude he uh he's still trying to get at it oh is he really oh yeah no man he's uh, oh. uh they dropped a trailer for like some weird fucking b movie that he's in and uh yeah it's it's not good i was thinking about that the other day i was like i was like did he ever like did he ever come back from france well, I don't know. We can discuss it off the air. No, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure about the logistics of the whole thing. I just know that pretty much no one wants to work with him, and he is desperately trying to be like, hey, guys, I'm still a very talented person. It's like, no, you're a fucking monster. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you can, you can, uh, you know, pay for for what you've done to people, but you are no longer Kevin Spacey. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> Mm-mm, you were a worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big old worm, big old worm with two legs, two arms, and a cock. Fuck you. I'll see you at Big Lots, bitch. <laughs> oh. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what a happy note to end that on. Yeah. All right, Marshall. Well, for Paul Blart 5. Oh, boy. For Paul Blart 5, Marshall, budgets through the fucking roof. <laughs> and we start this movie by, by Paul Blart getting a phone call from whom? The president. The president. Which oh, president? God. Your favorite. I don't give a shit. <laughs> My favorite president, ah, Nixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, Paul Blart. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. (laughs) Listen, we're going to send you to the moon. (laughs) You got to protect our new space drone. It's mining all the space ore in the moon. (laughs) But don't worry, Paul. (laughs) You won't be alone on this mission. We're sending you with Beepo the chip. Uh, Beep, uh, Beepo the Chimp uh, is actually uh, Andy Circus doing mocap <gasps> of Rob Schneider doing mocap <laughs> for this role. <laughs> so it's a well, little no, that's bit. Good. That's good. Yeah, it's a little bit like Andy Circus is playing a computer generated version of Rob Schneider who's playing a computer generated monkey. Okay, who does the voice? <laughs> Andy Circus doing a Rob Schneider voice. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, this is based around the song Man on the Moon by Hotel Fiction. Um, the song is super dope. Uh, uh, this song is so chill that if it was my boss, it would let me show up whenever the fuck I wanted to. Oh. You know, like that oh. sort of chill. You know, like just like, oh man, this is super nice. Uh they have a lot of like like fun synth sounds to it. Like one thing I like about it is like it's a it's you know, it's a uh, it's called uh Man on the Moon. It's a it's a space song kind of, you know, but it's it like the way they use all these different synth variations for just little pops. 
Not like a like they have like a, a synth sound, like a uh, one standard chord that just kind of like carries through. Like okay, the so other, that's what I was gonna like ask. Song. So that's like the pad. I was gonna ask is it like yeah. a synth pad or is it like synth melodies or is it like both? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit of both. I would cool. say, uh, but yeah, it just has all these different like variations of sound and just like a, like little snippets of notes and stuff that I really just enjoy a lot. And one thing I do really love about this song is the way they mix the vocals. Uh, uh, I believe it is a, um, a female fronted band uh, oh, with uh, two musicians uh, who uh, form it. I'm not too sure about the logistics of it, um, but the way they mix their vocals with like sort of like uh, they, they have like a, a harmony for the actual like song lyrics and like other mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then in the background, they have these like a very breathy, just sung notes that just all sort of mix together to create this really warm, like welcoming vibe. You know, like I, I just feel like it's like surrounded me in like an audible blanket of coziness, you know, <laughs> like I like I could understand like the idea of like, oh, man on the moon. Like if you're seeing the sun rise from like the moon, like from. Um, it's like that tranquility of, of yeah. just like of just like there's nothing here but that's everything yeah. right there and just observing. Yeah. And and the the lyrics of the song kind of it is about somebody who uh sort of is in love with somebody who just seems out of reach, you know. Uh not because of like distance or anything, but it just seems like this person's on a mission. It seems like this person has a specific goal. Like it just kind of has like this idea of like oh looking up to this person and just being like oh man, I love this person so much, but they are just out there get like they're out there you know they're they're up in the clouds they're doing shit yeah. you know and so this song kind of in the in terms of the movie is about the love interest with Paul Blart who's waiting for him back on earth and that is actually Adam Sandler in drag as like uh, Jill from the movie Jack and Jill and it's okay go <laughs> I was going to say, and it's Adam Sandler, so instead of being uh, really funny and dope, it's just executed poorly and vaguely offensive. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jack and Jill was pretty bad. I don't know if I would call it offensive, but it was I haven't bad. seen Jack and Jill, so I, I didn't have that for context. I was just March, picturing. You're better for it. I was picturing Adam Sandler on Drag Race, and it wasn't going oh, well. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, that uh, pretty much uh, closes out uh, Man on the Moon, Paul Blart 4. Okay. Oh, Moon oh, Cop. Five. Paul Blart 5. Sorry. Oh, uh, Paul Blart 5, Moon Cop? Yeah, Paul, uh, Paul Blart 5, Moon Cop. Nice. Man Paul on Blart the Moon. Paul Blart Moon Cop 5? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh, the producers at the studio got together, mm-hmm. and they were looking at the numbers. Yeah. And they said, guys... We blew some dollar bills on that sci-fi Paul Blart movie. Mm-hmm. We need to take it back to the basics. Yeah, we need to take it back to when Paul Blart was in his prime. Ooh. We need to set a Paul Blart movie in 2010 when people were buying tickets to Paul Blart movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Blart Six, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop Six, Food Court Blues. Uh, Food Court Blues is a band or a song by a uh, band Such Gold. Nice. And this movie takes place around 2010, because good luck finding a band that sounds more like 2010. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, during, uh, it starts off with kind of like some heavy riffs. Sure. Um, when I say 2010, it's like, it's like that early, like the, that 2000s radio rock 
uh, mm-hmm. Three Days Grace, Seether, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, it's not as edgy as that. I I, right. I I feel like I'm giving these guys a bad rap. It's not a bad song. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have put it on here. Well, that's not true. I put bad songs on my playlist, but only when it's really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, it was like, when it's intentional. Um, <laughs> but but during the heavy riffs at the start of this song, uh, uh, it's kind of playing during the intro, and, and, yeah. and you see Paul Blart just segueing through the mall, and he gets to the food court, and he sees three of the different food court establishments, like packing up. They're oh, no. putting uh, they're putting a, a big drape over like their signs, like they're closing shop. What happens to the Genghis girl? There's just not enough foot traffic, man. Malls aren't as popular as they used to be. Oh no! But here's the issue, Zach. Next on the chopping block, Sabaro Pizza. Fuck. And Lucy works there. Not Lucy. Yeah. Who's Lucy? Lucy's his love interest. Uh, no. Oh yeah, sorry. But Lucy works there. And Paul likes Lucy. Oh, no. <laughs> and Paul loves pizza. It's so funny because the second you were like, and his love interest at the mall in a kiosk, and I was like, oh, shit, I wrote that into mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I maybe would have done something different if I had seen Paul Blart 1. <laughs> Marshall, this is also the sixth Paul Blart movie. They're going <laughs> to rehash some shit. His wife dies in every single one of them. God, that's so good. <laughs> uh, so Paul starts brainstorming ways to get more traffic to the mall, namely the food court. He needs this borrow to stay open so he can woo lucy Mm -hmm. so he can get the girl he convinces them uh so he says how can i do this how can i get people to come to the food court it's a mall this is dead content there's no unlocks here you know what i mean you've got it and he says oh it's 2010 i'm gonna book a three days grace concert wow and so this whole movie... I hate everything about that. His whole movie is Paul Blart having basically very rapid emails with Canadian rock band Three Days Grace trying to get them to save the mall so he can date a girl from Sabaro Pizza. I didn't know they were Canadian. I didn't either until I looked them up today. Yeah. Uh, Three Days Grace was not set in stone. The song was set in stone. Three Days Grace was not set in stone until I was writing this. <laughs> uh, so he convinces them to play the show. And at the end, he sees, he looks over at Lucy to see her smiling because she still has her job. What's yeah. that? She's hugging Adam Gontier, the front man of Three Days Grace. Oh, no. What's that? They immediately fell in love. Oh, God. And she moved back to Canada with them? Oh. Paul, Paul sadly sighs from his segue on the Paul balcony. Paul fat heart. <laughs> Call a doctor. Call a doctor. We've got Paul Blart's f- fat heart. It's breaking. It's breaking. There's blood everywhere. I don't need 20 cc's of love. Paul sadly sighs from his segue on the balcony overlooking the food court. And the credits roll. The only name on the credits of all the cast and crew is Kevin James. Whoa. (laughs) Like a real Neil Breen sort of thing. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, Kevin James is best boy, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, what? (laughs) That's Paul Blart 6. Oh, man. It's kind of they they didn't the studio didn't like how the sci-fi one went despite yeah. its its smashing success. 100% yeah. audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um um but they said we can't spend the money so what we're going to do is we're going to make an intense drama with hit rock radio band 3 Days Grace. 
Well, here's the thing. After Paul Blart gets that heartbreak, <laughs> and he just can't go on anymore, he just decides, I don't want to be funny anymore. <laughs> By Lucy Dacus. This is... <laughs> I'm, so I'm so happy. I'm so happy these are, these are meshing, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah. So Paul Blart is uh, diagnosed with severe depression after this. <laughs> And he just was like, I don't, I don't want to be funny anymore. I don't want to be just the joke stereotype of being like just this fat mall cop. Stand like, up, stand up comedian Zach Webb. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm cool. doing great. I moved into here. I'm doing <laughs> superb. Uh, but uh, no, 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 I, I, I love this song a lot. Um, I do sometimes listen to this song after like a shit time of comedy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, there's tough nights, you know, and yeah. like you, you get better about dealing with those tough nights, like the more you do it, and like there are certain, but there are certain, there will always be times where rejection will get to you, no matter mm-hmm. how. Many times you take rejection, like no matter how good you get at taking rejection, there will always be one that just like for whatever reason just really got you, you know. And so for like times like that, I'll like listen to the song. And it's an amazing song. I love the song so much. It is. uh, It has just like uh, it's a very simple like rhythm throughout most of the song. It uh, and it's just her uh, voice you know, saying like, I don't want to be funny anymore, but she like, but I can be this, like I could be the, the one who wears all the cute clothes or I could be the artist or I could be anything else. I just do not want to be funny anymore. You know, <coughs> I know this song. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I love this song a lot. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry. I'm choking on my own saliva right now, but I know this song. That's very, as you described it, I was like, Holy shit. Wait, I do know this song. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a really great song. And one thing I love, it I comes l- on my sad playlist. <laughs> Of which I have many. Yeah. And this is why it works for Paul Blart 7. I don't want to be funny anymore. I love it. I love it. This is Paul so Blart Sad Cop. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Paul Blart Sad Cop. Uh, and so, uh, but uh, uh, the the fact that the instrumentation and just the overall, like, composition is just very simple really adds weight to, like, the lyrics of the song. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the the song itself is representing this, like, sort of grindingness of, like, this is my personality. I am just going through these things, and I really want to break through this monotony of just being this type of person. But it's so goddamn hard, you yeah. know, because, like, even the guitar solo in the in the song only mirrors what she's been singing so mm-hmm. it's not even like something where it's like oh this guitar solo just comes in and like it's a completely different away. yeah it, no, 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 it's, no it's it still keeps you in it you know mm-hmm. um uh when i think any creative person has understands that feeling mm-hmm. and it's not always funny but it's like i don't want to x anymore yeah. right so anyways yeah just- i i just i i i i I really think that Paul Blart would feel this so much. Like he would just like get <laughs> rid of his movie. segue. Like he, he would he like there would be like moments where like something would set up to where it's like Kevin James would fall over here, Kevin James would rip his pants or like do any of the bullshit things that they, oh, by the way this movie is produced by A24. But, oh like, my god. Yeah, so so it's like all the things and like what's weird about it is like he watches it play out in his head of like how things would go and then he just like backs out of the situation. This whole movie's his rebound relationship. Yeah. It is. It is just depressing <laughs> as fuck, uh, and it's just like uh, he's like, I'm just, I'm not, 
and like uh, uh like the movie just ends with him just looking right at the camera and just going like I'm no one's fool anymore. <laughs> Directed and starring and produced by Kevin James. And that's Paul Blart 7. I don't want to be funny anymore. So over to Paul Blart 8. Paul Blart <laughs> Mall Cop 8. Sorry, the way you phrase that is like, all right, so so over here. So over here we got Paul Blart Mall Cop 8. <laughs> Empty Mall. Oh, no. Oh, so, no. Empty Mall by Almond Milky. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the genre, I put Donnie, Donnie Darko soundtrack. Um, <laughs> is it actually from the Donnie Darko soundtrack? No, it's just, it's just it encapsulates, it, just it, encaps- it, it would be perfect. That should be its own genre. Yeah, right? Like that, <laughs> the way, because what, exactly what you said, I just like, oh, You yeah. know what this sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of synth, it's kind of chill, it's quiet, yeah. it moves the, there's a moody, yeah. you know. Echo and oh. the Bunny Man or some shit. Yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, uh because of the context that you've set up, we're going to say that this is about two or three months after your film. Yeah. Probably six months after Paul Blart 6 that mm-hmm. broke his heart. Yeah. So he's starting to recover a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the film starts off with a montage of Paul like very slowly rolling on his Segway and unlocking, unlocking all the different doors at the mall and like mm-hmm. opening all the stands. Sure. Just prepping the mall for the day. And he, re- he, he reaches the last door, and he opens it up, and he kind of rolls backwards, and then leans back and just crosses his arm and smiles, because he knows that the crowds are about to come in. But wait. Where is everyone? Oh, no. He looks at his watch. Saturday, 10.15. Where is everyone? What? And right then... An Amazon delivery truck blows past the oh, entryway. No. <laughs> oh, God. You got got by Jeff. A single piece of paper flutters out the window and kind of goes down the breeze, flittering <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> and he picks it up, and it reads, Amazon.com, shopping from home. <laughs> this is the story of how Paul Blart saves the mall and the rainforest by planning and executing an assassination scheme against Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Paul Blart assassin cop. I'm Paul- sorry, Paul Blart cop. <laughs> Paul Blart murder cop. Colon, cop. cop. <laughs> <laughs> But it won't be as easy as it initially seems. There's more to Jeff Bezos than meets the eye. Yeah, he's an alien reptile. Yeah. During the 38-minute cage match with no camera cuts, Mm -hmm. Paul finally vanquishes his foe by macing him in the face, looking square into the camera and saying, Gee, why didn't I think of that earlier? And then the movie just kind of ends. It just kind of ends right there. Yeah. 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 Man, Paul. (laughs) I've watched eight of these, Paul. What are you doing, man? Well, I'll tell you what he's doing in this next movie. Right over here, Paul Blart 9. All right, let me let me tell you before before I tell you the title. Here's here's what here's how the movie opens, right? Okay. okay. So he's murdered Jeff Bezos, and life is all good. (laughs) 
life is all good at the mall again. The natural progression yeah. of things. When when you kill a Bezos, the world heals. And so It's like Zelda. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is like Ganondorf every single, like every era he just comes back as a different mutant that just is terror on the on the humanity. Paul Blart is our link. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's worse. A hundred percent. The symbol of courage. Wait, I would play the mall cop, the mall cop video game though. If it was anything oh, yeah. like, uh, if if it was a mix of uh, that one video game where it was just like hordes of zombies in the mall that you would fight with like just whatever you'd find around umbrellas and shit like that. Yeah, sure, sure. And then it, 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 left for dead. It wasn't left for dead. It was more hordy than that. More oh, okay, hordy. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 I was gonna say if it was like a mix between that and like also being like an RPG where you could level up your dude. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be. I to me, I'm just thinking Breath of the Wild mechanics, but in a mall. <laughs> just climbing up the walls. Yeah. <laughs> you go into the you go into the Benihana so you can cook some food for the next boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> so here's how Paul Blart Nine starts. Life has returned to the mall after the death of Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> There's flowers. There's flowers. Uh, children laughing. Um, and deer's grazing by the fountain. Uh, Paul Blart, he's on his Segway, because uh, we, as we established, he's back in a swing of things, right? Uh, Paul Blart is on his Segway. He is in the food court. He got himself a steak on a stick. Uh, <laughs> and so he's munching on that one. What, what is that? He sees some kids vandalizing the Claire's, right? So he speeds his Segway over. Oh, shit. It's a trap, right? The kids <laughs> pull up some rope and they fucking knock his Segway over. He's on the second floor. He fucking sails off the second floor, completely misses the uh, model mattress for the sleep number <laughs> store and the stake on a stick goes through his chin and into his skull, killing him. This is, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Blart 9, Straight to Hell by Ozzy Osbourne. This is going to make my next one awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I, I knew. Let's see it. Let's see it. All right, Give so me Paul Blart Straight to Hell, because I got a sequel for Paul Blart Straight to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart. Immediately, his, his 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 astral projection, his spirit starts leaving his body, and, and a choir sings, and it seems like he's going to heaven. Well, what's that? The floor just opens up, and fire and 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 lightning just crack as like a bunch of hands just come up and just drag a soul to hell, where he's put in mall cop hell, where he just can't do anything, and there's people loitering and like, but his Segway doesn't have enough battery power. It's awful. It's horrible, right? But Paul Blart, uh, being the natural uh, uh, Blart that he is, uh, he <laughs> he strikes a deal with the devil. Uh, let me bring those shithole kids down to hell. <laughs> What to pay you know to, to get me out of here right and so what happens is <laughs> this is a little bit like uh, 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 the movie Jason goes to hell um, uh, from Kevin the, James is the lead yeah from Friday the 13th 
<laughs> and so when Jason goes to hell, I think I think it's Jason goes to hell. It might be a different one, but in one of the Jason movies, uh, they like kill Jason, quote unquote. Uh, but really, what he starts doing is he throws his like soul into other people's bodies. It kind of sucks as like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Because, like, you don't see Jason. You just right. see a bunch of random people killing people. So it's, yeah. like, not as fun. But my idea is they, like, <laughs> Paul Blart just takes, like, possesses just different mall employees and just continues to murder they, these children. Do they grow a mustache to signify oh, that yeah. they have been possessed? Yes. <laughs> They grow a mustache. They start doing cartwheels for some reason or some shit. Horses uh, keep kicking them. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler keeps texting their phone. Um, <laughs> but uh, Straight to Hell by Ozzy Osbourne. It's a fucking great uh, uh, song. It is off his like latest album, uh, Ordinary Man. Uh, I mean, it's a fucking face-melting uh, uh, Ozzy Osbourne song. Uh, it, one thing I like about it is because, like, Ozzy Osbourne's an old dude, you know? Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's the fucking greatest. Like, he's dope as hell. Yeah. But, like, there's certain things that they add in the song that just, like, make my heart happy. And it's just, like, there's, like, a, like... There's like a 1930s ghost laugh. You know what I'm talking? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. straight to hell, straight to hell tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that. Yeah, it's just like I an old that. dude thing to put in there. Like, it's such a like to me, it's like Disney cartoon uh, about ghosts. You know, like, what would be best metal playing so what would believe that? <laughs> but I love that. I love. Uh, I love I love that. I also love uh, in the like the verse. Sometimes they have the bass line just come in by itself with just the drums, and it sounds super fucking dope. Hell like it's yeah. just super fast and like uh, you know metal. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. So that's uh, <laughs> I'm now very interested on hearing how uh, uh, the the sequel to so this one goes. You haven't been writing endings to your movies. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, so folks, I I'm, I'm really so I hate to spoil the ending to Paul Blart. Nine straight to hell. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh. Uh. uh Mall cop. Uh. Sorry. Hell cop. Paul Blart. Hell cop. Yeah. Paul, okay. Sorry. I hate to ruin the ending of Paul Blart. Hell cop. Nine straight to hell. <laughs> a nice easy title. Yeah. Uh. But I do need to get into it a little bit. I guess before uh this one starts. Sure. So based on the synopsis I received of the last film, uh, my very in depth understanding of it. I think what basically happened is he completes the deal with the devil. Yes. All of the kids' souls go straight to hell. He's put back in his body and, like, wakes up in the middle of the mall. Yeah. Uh, 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 with just broken, like, he should be dead. All of his bones yeah. are still, like, compound fractures and everything, but he yeah. just kind of, like, stands up and, like, gets back to it. Um, but then you realize the devil did him dirty because he's never honest in those tricks. There's always no, a catch, right? Yeah. There's always a hook. Yeah. And that brings us... To Paul Blart Mall Cop 10, The Final Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more after these. <laughs> so, uh, in this one, some goth kids opened up a portal to hell in the hot topic on the second floor. <laughs> um, and, and I guess what happened is because of the contents of the last film, uh, Paul Blart says, oh, there's a portal to hell? This is my opportunity to get back at that Satan guy. Because he did me dirty. 
This may be the zaniest Paul Bart film, film yet, as he has to wade through the desiccated corpses to slay the demons at their source. Satan's throne. <laughs> With his usual antics, will Paul be able to destroy the savior of hell? Come to theaters this May to find out. <laughs> I figured that would be a Christmas one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this one, he goes back into hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like to think that the box office returns for Paul Blart 9 were really good. Re- and they, were, yeah, yeah, they were really good. And yeah. They were like, all right, another hell movie. Another yeah. hell movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, Kevin, go. What's the name of the guy who plays uh, 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 Satan in Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell? Uh, I can't remember. But I imagine he plays the devil in this movie. Yeah, I imagine like, same costume, same yeah, everything. He's, Just, he's <laughs> a phenomenal actor. He was also in like The Sopranos. Yeah, um, um, I can't remember his name right now, but Matt Servito. Yeah, Matt Servito is the man. Thank you name. for your contributions to the underworld, Matt Servito. Dude, it, like that performance as Satan in that show <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a great show. I love it that really show. Is. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, Paul 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 Blart Ten, the final <laughs> sacrifice, uh, did not kind of like strike lightning twice. You know, <laughs> they didn't get they didn't get as much money out of it, right? And so they're like, okay, guys, we need to change this up. Like, we need to stop doing this. We need to figure out something else. So they recast Paul Blart. Um, with uh, Rob Lowe for uh, Paul Blart <laughs> 11, I Eat Salads Now by Sidney Gish. <laughs> Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe. Rob fucking Lowe. Yeah, plays uh, Paul Blart Health Cop. <laughs> so this I can't movie... wait to see his Paul Blart sex tape. But yeah, so like this one, it's like it's 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 weird because they keep doing fat jokes, but it's Paul. Uh, it's, <laughs> the it's comedy Rob doesn't Lowe. change. It's the same writers doing the <laughs> same jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's so good. It's supposed to be a movie that like Paul Blart starts off as like Kevin James weight, you know, where he's like fat, and then throughout the course of the movie, they like get him to. <laughs> be skinnier but the beginning of the movie they like recast him and Rob Lowe was just like I'm not gonna gain weight for this shit like I'm way too old I'm not Christian fucking Bale yeah no I'm way too old like I if I lose if I like you know don't maintain what I'm at right now it's donezo for me you know uh So I can imagine him sitting in a producer's office looking dead in the eyes and going, guys, it's donezo for me. <laughs> so he's he's just a Rob Lowe throughout the whole movie. <laughs> but at the beginning of the movie, they just keep making fat jokes and like, oh, like, you know, but like, <laughs> the thing is about the movie, though, is it's not it's not it's not as funny, but it's not less funny than the other ones you know like it's it's still about the same 
Well, yeah, because the jokes didn't change. Yeah. The same jokes from the first movie. But uh, I Eat Salads Now by Sydney Gish is like a really fun song. It's just like, um, it's a little bit funky. It's just an indie pop sort of song. It starts off with like a really fun, like a sort of bass line with like snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the, the, the rhythm section is just kind of like a standard like drum pattern sort of thing. Uh, but it's just really fun because like there's a lot of synth to this one as well. But the synth kind of comes off very childlike like a synth mm-hmm. sound you would hear in like uh, uh children's entertainment and stuff like that where it's just like super soft uh in like tone and it's like super high pitch you know mm-hmm. and i think that is perfect for this song because <laughs> it just adds this like really fun juxtaposition between like the actual lyrics and then like the instrumentation so it's yeah. like you know like uh it will have that little like really cutesy like do 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 and then she'll be like bitch i'm wasted <laughs> Just kidding, I'm high. <laughs> Love that. Love yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's a really fun song. Uh, and uh, I I don't really have an ending to uh, 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 Paul Blart Health Cop. I eat salads now. That's okay because from what we read earlier, it sounds like none of them really have an ending. Yeah, uh, off of one and two at least. Yeah, but that is the the final one for me. Uh, Paul Blart Eleven Health Cop. Uh, I eat salads <laughs> now. Uh, Marshall, how how do we end this franchise? How do we how do we how do we how do we wrap this one up? Uh, we wrap this one up with Paul Blart Mall Cop Twelve, Paul Blart Mall Cop, by Girl House. <laughs> <laughs> and so before we get into the movie, I'm going to talk about the song a little bit. Okay, yeah, because I'm very interested in how you're going to wrap this one up. <laughs> So, I'm, glad, I'm glad you went last. <laughs> we made that call today, and it was a good call. <laughs> we talked about it, y'all. So uh, this is this is honestly it's a really nice song. So it's also kind of like an indie pop song, mm-hmm. um, and it's by uh, like I said, Girl House. Um, she's got just an absolutely lovely voice. Uh, I absolutely love hearing her sing. Um, but it starts off almost kind of like singer songwriter vibes, and mm-hmm. then it gets a little bit more poppy as over the course of the entire song, it kind of continues to build. Yeah. Um, so like singer songwriter, you know, very, uh, uh, low, not low energy necessarily, but just like, just like very low down. There's like, there's like one or two instruments in her voice and they just kind of keep adding more stuff into it. Sure. Um, but there's a couple of parts where the lyrics like punch really well and like really clearly. And there's this vibe over the whole thing of like figuring yourself out kind of like discovering who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and then as it does that it continues to build until it gets to this part where there's kind of like this this steady progression of just like heavy distorted like guitar chords um and it's almost it's like it's like it's it's like a breakdown i guess it would be a breakdown it's just i'm used to breakdowns being like super heavy and like chuggy yeah um and this is like an indie pop song so it's like (laughs) it is a breakdown it is way heavier than the rest of the song it's just not like dum 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 you know um but uh, 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 it gets to that part, and after all of this, like wanting to feel self discovery and wanting to figure out who you are, and then it just kind of shows turmoil, mm. you know. And then right after that, it gets really soft again, and she sings, and it just, and, and and then it kind of pitters out. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, this movie, Paul Blart Mall Cop Twelve, Paul Blart Mall Cop. This is the movie when Paul Blart realizes he's being Truman showed. Fuck. There is no mall. There is no segue. There is no Paul Blart. There are no cops. It's just an incredibly successful and long-running cinematic universe. Oh, 
dip. <laughs> and the dominoes all began to tumble yeah. when the theater in Paul Blart's mall accidentally hung up a poster for Paul Blart 11. What was Paul Blart 11? Uh, Paul Blart 11, <laughs> health cop, I eat salads now. So With Rob all, Lowe, though. So all, everything started to tumble yeah. when the movie poster for Paul Blart, uh, Paul Blart Health Cop 11 got hung up with Rob Lowe's face at the front of the movie theater in his mall. Oh, my God. Uh, completely on accident. Completely incidental. This yeah, happened sure. to happen on the set of Paul Blart. Sure. I fuck up things at my job all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and in and, and Paul Blart, he sees this po- poster, and he like looks at the ticket guy. And he, he thinks he's playing like a prank on him, right? He's like, <laughs> oh, there's a movie about me now? Huh? And uh, 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 is Very a, funny, Geraldo. And right when he like points it out and says that, yeah, the heavy chords in the song come in. It gets to that breakdown. And the cops show up. And oh, the fuck. cops peel down this poster. Oh, fuck. And like, the cops arrest the ticket person. Oh, no. And that's when Paul starts to realize, oh, everyone's paying attention to me. Oh, everyone's nice to me. Oh, is any of this real? Yeah. Uh, is any of this real? It does, he end, does this end with him getting on a boat? Who is Paul Blart? Yeah. Who is Paul Blart? Why? Who is Paul Blart? When is Paul Blart? Uh, there's no boat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to end it the same way that Truman Show ends, where he oh. gets on a boat and then hits the edge of the dome. No, uh, I figure he just kind of like loses his shit. I didn't actually write an ending for this one. I just wrote Fair who enough. is. I wrote who is Paul Blart in like bigger text three times. Yeah. <laughs> but who is it? But who? It's uh. Well. I'd like to. I'd like to think that at this point it's still played by Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, Marshall, great playlist. I'm excited to listen to these songs. I think we have one more very important segment before we get going. Okay, folks. So I've prepared a very creative and original segment for y'all. Uh, we are calling this segment Marshall tries to pass the test that you need to take to be a security guard. Yay! <laughs> So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to very quickly take this test. Hopefully quickly. Yeah. It looks like uh, there are one, two, three, four sections, five, six sections. Look, I don't think this will take too, too long. I'm going to rapid fire these motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, But let's go. So question one is what is the main function of the private security industry? A, to ensure that equal number of men and women work for security industry. B, to monitor these companies within the security industry. C, to increase pay and standards for security guards. That's number three, baby. Or D, to monitor and respond to safety risks. I'm going to say C, baby. All right. I'm going to put A. And let's oh, you... check multiple. So oh, we're doing so, yeah. multiple. Yeah, so yeah, I'm actually, gonna say... Honestly, we could check all of these ones. And, uh, you know, we'll, okay, we'll we're going right. to say it's all four answers. <laughs> uh, question two. Which of the following is one of the expected standards of behavior from a security operative? Aggressive, <laughs> inflexible, professional, or passive? I'm going to say inflexible and passive. I'm going to say aggressive. <laughs> No, I'm going to put in flexible and passive because I want to... Okay, we'll just check all four. <laughs> Question three. Which of... That's the thing. That's the thing I never did on these state-mandated tests. Yeah. Was I never just circled all the answers. Yeah. You'd get at least a quarter of them right. Yeah, technically you <laughs> technically you got the right answer on all the questions. Uh, Yeah, test... What are they called? Proctor? 
I don't know. I just got into Yale like this exact situation. <laughs> Which of the following best describes the manned security sector? Using barriers over grills, windows, and doors. Okay. Uh, guarding property against destruction or damage, against being stolen or against otherwise dishonestly taken or obtained. Obviously the correct answer. Obviously, yeah, obviously not the one we're going to pick. Uh, to you, the, the use of CCTV equipment in a shopping mall, using a steel gate to prevent people from entering a construction site. I'm going to put that one. <laughs> Manned security. Yeah. Paying a security guard is installing a steel gate. Yep. Which of the following substances... <laughs> read it, read it, read it. Which of the following substances will not be acceptable for a security operative to consume while on duty? Red Bull drink. <laughs> That's answer A. Red Bull drink. Uh, a glass of wine with lunch. Prescribed medication. Because I brought a fucking charcuterie board for lunch. <laughs> prescribed medication <laughs> or forced cups of strong coffee um, i'm gonna say you are not allowed to take your prescribed medication when you're a security guard yeah, yeah that's yeah. important yeah uh especially if it's related to like unstable mental health if you are at your job you should be depressed <laughs> which of the following is a crime reduction initiative what the fuck which of the following is a crime reduction initiative local council what does that mean? How is that an answer for this? Just, I, uh, like maybe maybe it's like uh, the, the, the the like the in, in uh, hot fuzz they have like the the neighborhood watch for the greater good. Maybe that's their local council. Okay, so you're telling me local council is the correct answer. All right, well what are the other which three? of the following is a crime reduction initiative: local council, health and safety officer, national pub watch, youth organization parades. Uh, parades, of course. Yeah, okay, just parades. parades throw that one on there as well. Okay, we local council up. and parades. Yeah. Uh, which of the following? It's a boy parade. <laughs> <laughs> We're stopping all the crime with the boy parade. We, the local council, approve of this boy parade. <laughs> <laughs> You're stamping both documents. <laughs> uh, which of <laughs> while wearing your security uniform. <laughs> Which of the following is an example of an offense under civil law? Trespass, rape, drug dealing, or theft? I'm going to uh, say drug dealing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know anyone who's gone to jail for, for drugs. So yeah. uh, it's got to be a civil offense. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one of the ways in which our country is very logical and forward thinking and, like, and like understanding about you know just humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what is a main aim of the Private Security Industry Act? To improve paying conditions for security operatives and staff, to regulate customer rights within the private security industry, to regulate some sectors of the private security industry, or to provide the police with assistance at large events. Okay. I'm going to call it that one. I was about to say, I was like, well, fuck the fuzz, but yeah. Well, yeah, but they all want to be cops. Yeah. Uh, which of the following is not one of the nine protected characteristics where discrimination is prohibited? Race and ethnicity, nationality, location of residence, pregnancy, or maternity? Pre pregnancy. Yeah. No, and 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 uh, uh, I think I think yeah. 
I think I have opinions. I think I have opinions, and they're probably bad. Um, which of the following statements describes prejudice? An unfavorable, an unfavorable, an unfit. <clears throat> which of the following statements describes prejudice? An unfavorable opinion or feeling formed beforehand or without knowledge. Definitely not that one. Action based on stereotyping. Okay. okay. Only employing male workers. Definitely that one. Only employing people from a specific country. Definitely that one. That's a weird... Yeah. That's a weird only employing people from... <clears throat> Listen, we only provoke... <laughs> we only employ people from Switzerland. Armenians are bust. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, question 10. Our last, last, last question. Our last question. A duty of care under health and safety law might include which of the pro- following? Providing safe equipment for security staff. Providing a mobile phone and torch for all security staff. Advising staff. To use common sense and initiative at all times. Training Steph to use laptops and mobile phones. Uh, last one. How are they, how are they going to text? I think, I think that uh, 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 they should also uh, be providing the mobile phones that they learn how to use. Yes. I think they need to do both. Yeah. They need to give you a phone and teach you how to fucking use it if they're going to pay you money to stand there. Yeah. Like a steel gate. <laughs> Let's submit it. What we get? Whoa. Whoa, we got question one right. Isn't that the one where we answered all of them? That was the one where we answered two of them, yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, we got all of them wrong except for one. Uh, we are not ready to... What? What's question one? What is the main function of the private security... It was pay more... It was, it was the one increase where we... pay, Increase pay and standards for security guards? No! Private security industry is run by corporations, and corporations don't give a fuck about you. If you're walking into this podcast, and you sat down and listened to me for an hour and a fucking half, just to look me in the eyes and say, corporations care about me as a human, I'm going to go ahead and tell you to fuck off, and Paul Blart should kill you with Jeff Bezos. Marshall, the veins in your neck. We can't can't keep doing this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the end of our... We're we're not uh, fit to be security guards. Um, That much is abundantly clear. Yeah, Marshall, sometimes when you yell like that, I think it's going to be like that scene in Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, where a (laughs) blood vessel just pops out. I just die, (laughs) pass out. And I'll just, I'll be at your funeral and be like, it was the corporations. To be fair, ranting is like my favorite. Uh, Well, that's the forehead kiss that puts this episode to bed. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any ideas for upcoming uh, 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 episode titles or anything like that, you can tweet us or send us some DMs. Uh, we're always uh, you know, eager to see what people are thinking. Uh, if you guys could leave us a review uh, for this podcast, that would be great. Um, Big deal there. Yeah. And uh, uh, also, if you guys have any sort of questions or uh, if you have any sort of comments like, hey, you fucked up this person's name or that's not the name for the thing you're talking about, anything like that, you can email us at 
eardrunk at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, as always, we want to close out the episode by th- thanking J.W. Francis, who uh, lets us use his song Lo-Fi off We Share Similar Joy. It's a great song. He's got a new album out called Dreamhouse. Woo-woo! Yeah, it's got some great fucking tunes on it. Keep it cool, Steve. It's fucking great. Uh, uh, I really love, you know, Casino. That's just uh, one of the singles he dropped, you know, before this album came out. And I'm still listening to it today. Uh, great shit. Love the dude. Uh, give him a shout. He's fucking dope as hell. Uh, and uh, with all that being out of the way, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Appreciate ya. My name is Zach Webb. And I'm Chauncey the Goblin. And have a kick-ass day. Bye.